Hello and welcome back to Talking in Stations. I'm your host, Rain, and I'm joined by Artemis, our lovely engineer in the background running the stream. And we have two guests today. We have Oz and Angry Mustache. Oz, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Oz. I'm your, your regular EVE market guy. I've been streaming and talking about the EVE markets for the last three years on, on Twitch. And uh, you might have seen my my trading guides on the eve academy so i i like talking everything trading and markets in eve online so i'm excited about talking about the mer today all righty and angry hey i'm angry mustache i primarily make spreadsheets about the mer and i'm not nearly as good at the trading or making money part as odds but uh, the spreadsheets are good enough it got me on the csm so right now so the week before we just finished our summit with cp in reykjavik all right, awesome. And just in general, small talk, how was it? Did you have a lot of fun? Get a lot done? Yeah, I think we got we think we got a lot done. It was I was really impressed by CP's hospitality and like and also and we stole us stupid Americans stole about $1000 of Icelandic healthcare. So uh that was pretty good as well. Getting the true European experience. I love it. Indeed. Alrighty. So this talk, or so today, we are going to be discussing the MER. This is the kind of stuff that I don't quite understand, but Oz and Angry understand quite well. So you guys can go in depth as you want, and then when you get too confusing, I will stop you and ask for clarity because I definitely do not know as much as you. But MER uh, came out, so that would have been the MER for January. I guess at the highest level, were there any surprises? Like anything that kind of shocked you or you weren't expecting? I can, I mean, I can, I can jump, jump in there, and and angry. Maybe you can. I know you have a big, big opinion on on what happened, what's happening in Portugal as well. But I think the, yes. the the big story, the big story that we saw in January and that we were waiting for is that CCP after nerfing the 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 spawn rate of observatory flashpoints in 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 Portugal, and we saw a huge drop in activity and an exodus of 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 just stuff you know economic value from Pochven in december they had a turnaround and uh, and went about halfway back um, and what we're seeing now is that yes activity did return but not not nearly as much as the as as the levels we had before which is you know which is all right because probably we all agree the levels before were kind of insane in terms of isk making in in Pochven and also not distributed across enough people However, what I what I was looking forward to seeing is the import export numbers again. And and angry, I don't know if you have some inside information or 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 if estimate has answered you yet. But the import export numbers for Portugal seem to just say zero in the MER yes. for 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 January. So yeah, do you have any other other information? I don't have anything that you don't have. But I'll say is that generally, uh, when people get rug pulled as hard as they did in Portugal V one. So, like in the first iteration, the nerf was extremely. It was a very, it was a very high magnitude nerf and very sudden. And when that kind of thing happens, people lose trust in the ability for CP to maintain stability in a region. So they pull out. And now, when you're trying to get back into the pool, people are more cautious because they think, you know, what there's a chance we get rug pulled again. So what's happening right now is just going from import export is that no major back to Pokemon event has happened. So the farming is being done by the people who never left. And from what I've been told by the residents there, the reduced cooldown is, even with the reduced cooldown, it's still a handful of groups, very multi-boxer biased that are doing the majority of the farming. So, so the change had the effect of pushing up the, the ISK printed out Apocryphon, but it did not have the effect. Actually, I would have to look. Uh, that data is not available, but I would say from the from what people living there are saying is that it, it did not achieve the goal of better distribution of that ISK. No, I think I think you're right. What I'm also referring to angry, though, is that the, the number in the MER is actually zero for imports and zero for exports. So it's not it's not just that. Oh, that's a know, OK. That I have not actually noticed. Yeah, I I I, I noticed yesterday. I, to correct that. Um, I did. Yeah, I, I did. I I for in estimates defense, I asked him today on a on a Sunday. So I'm sure he'll he'll get back. Yeah, Knowing estimate, yeah. he's very good about 
getting back. So we'll, we might see a fix in that. And I'm sure it's an error. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was just very curious looking for that number. That would have been, been, been nice to have. Yeah. So out of, out of like observation of the way they do the MER, if a region gets skipped, it's usually around the O to P alphabet. Like usually you'll see like, if you, if you remember the previous MERs, it's like almost goes missing or Paragon Soul goes missing. So I'm wondering if it's like a concat, it's, it's a concatenation of two queries after one of them runs too long. And the, and the, and the, and the union part happens at the O to P alphabet range. I'm pretty sure they sort it alphabetically. Tell me you understand spreadsheets and programming without telling me you understand spreadsheets and programming. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that would be very specific. That would be a, a much better, much better explanation than the tinfoil hat explanation that they're, they don't want to say how many people have left Portrait since then. But it looks like people were returning anyway. So we, you know, would, would like to see that. I'm sure we'll, we'll get that number next, next, next. Yeah. Time. And as for the number, so it seems like. It was it was for sure that during the ninety minute cooldown that Pokemon was being farmed to capacity or very close to it. So like the moment a site responds, people are on it. And after the after the thirty five minute change, it seems like that's still the case because the Iskline day to day variance is very flat. So like in space where you see in space where the capacity is significantly higher than utilization, you see spikes on the weekend, and you don't see that in Pokemon. So which means that either the that it's still at very close to utilization max. And the I'm not making any accusations, but it seems like some people are very, very dedicated to it. So like they they're on it 24 seven. Yeah, it looks like it for sure. Yeah, go ahead, Rin. Oh, I was going to say, so I know a lot of folks were very upset when the observatory flashpoint changed. And now it's like, OK, CCP went back on it, but we're not really able to see the impact of that. Right. Like we can't say, oh, are people going back into Poshman? We can. We can't. Yes. Oh, even without the import export. Okay. Not, mm-hmm. It's not as visible in the MER release itself, but it is. It is visible in the data files. Like it's not included because the graph does not go down to the daily level for destruction and disk faucet. But yesterday on the meta show, I did make a graph showing the daily Pokemon levels of of payout and destruction, and and there was an immediate downturn, like within one day of the of the initial change and within i think two to three days of the uh, of the of the change of 35 minutes you see people you see the payout line go up to about 7.5 trillion per month and the destruction line goes up about 50 percent as well so at least more people fighting as they're farming and whatnot yeah that that is definitely happening i know that's good at least more is made i hope it's also more people but it's 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 a bit more destruction and is made as well yeah for sure Besides, besides the Pochven issue, I don't know, Angry, if you wanted to say anything else about Pochven. I think I'm good as far as talking about Pokemon is. It's usually been sort of beat to death. But uh, I'll just say that we told CCP that the community would prefer no cooldown and lower payout per site if CCP is worried about the amount of S being printed. Because what they want is the no cooldown constant fighting. What but the payout per site is actually at a point where you can replace a fleet after doing just one site. So like Ishtars and Vedmax, for example, one site pays for the fleet itself, so you're not exactly worried about wealthing it. They, people don't think that's necessarily a good thing because it makes losses a bit too meaningless. Those two, but like as an example of those are fleets you can run Pokemon with and they cost less than the site itself. Yeah, it's actually yeah, like outrageous how easy it is to make ISK there. I remember we would do it with PL and we'd go for like an hour or two and we'd all make like a billion each, if not more. And then it's even better. The one thing I do like about Poshman is the way it's all gated, but it's really easy to get fights. So like, I think that like really enthralls people like with other, like if you think of like incursions or abyssals, people aren't like, hey guys, I'm going to go do this PVE and then I'm going to PVP afterwards. Nobody thinks about that except in Poshman. So it's like really, really unique in that aspect. And I, I hope CCP continues to make changes to keep it healthy because it's, I, I think it's really good for the game. I think they've shown that it's an important region for them just based on the speed at which they implemented changes for it over the last few months. Yeah. So the thing about it, it, it's that change only took a month and a half. DBS took a year and a half. 
Like some other changes that have killed areas of space were never even reverted. Yeah, I think I think wormholes would would kill for that type of attention that Prussian is getting. <laughs> Are you sure though? Because if you look at the uh, wormhole commodities graph, right. <laughs> you might see something that might cause CP to become a bit concerned. The so one speaking of that, that, yeah, speaking of yeah, that, uh, I, ha I have this graph up in the background here, and this is commodity faucets over time. And there's there's two big things. One thing is what Angry is referring to, I believe, right there is the this huge spike in sleeper components that we're sawing this this month. So this is close to one trillion a day, right? In terms of a faucet, this is this is huge and you know, at an all-time high. If the other thing that you can see from this graph is the insane amount of overseer personal effects, though, that the Christmas or New Year's holiday event dropped and drops, continues to drop from year to year. You can see the spike every single year in December, January, this blue spike right here of overseer personal effects is what's, you know, what the commodity that, that, that drops. And it's sold back to NPC buy orders and therefore, it just generates a huge, huge amount of ISK every year that increases the money supply in the game. So this is th this blue line right here. Yes, everyone's really happy about it that is running the, the event, but also that's a huge inflation risk right there because yeah. you're, you're, you're dumping a ton. Has told us, they think it's actually a good paradigm because you have to do something different to do the New Year events. And that thing, and that gets people out of their comfort zone and into other places. Now, from what I've also seen, though, is that uh, not a lot of things actually die from these holiday events because everyone's just busy running the sites, and you can do them in very cheap ships. So, like, people don't really put the effort into camping or killing the people who run these holiday sites. So that's up to CP to decide whether they want these things to be to to get more people killed but at the moment they say they are happy with the paradigm of a lot of is coming through events that people do have to do something different for i think it's also good to point out that these because of these christmas events they're they're good for folks who are just like i don't know who can't you know who can't do things like running poshman they're like the new players trying something out like hey i want to mess around and then they can kind of learn and grow through this kind of stuff so i'm i'm okay with that like if you compare it to say like wormhole money making or poshman money making where it's like high sp i'm assuming like you have to have like a bit more of a brain than like a new yeah. bro where compared to like christmas where you know anyone and their mom can jump into like a frigate yeah. and try it out but one interesting thing is that if you notice that if we go back to the uh, commodity is for faucet graph for a moment is that uh, there's a very strong replacement effect from the from the event. So you'll look is that wormhole dips immediately after the event starts, and for the event for the duration of the event, it's depressed. And then the moment the event ends is when you see that big spike in wormholes. Because you know, event's over, back to C5 farming, and you can see that you can see that dip in uh, in other areas of space as well. If you go to the one below, you'll see that which is top ten isks and fault top 10 sinks and faucets, you'll see that uh, ratting also dips during the event. So if you hit that line, doo -doo -doo, you'll see that during the event, ratting also dips. And then it comes, and then once the event ends, it comes back. The, di the dip is not as, I mean, obviously in, no. in, in, the, in the sum of it, it still generates way more ISK. And what I'm, what I'm wondering though, is that it still looks like after the event, it's not only it came back, but you know, but wormhole loot or wormhole farming came back bigger than Harder. than ever. Yeah. Now I'm not sure why. However, I think there might be a data issue on the on December 31st. They, I think, CB traditionally had some issues getting the 31st day of the month into the MER. It it, it happened a year ago. It didn't happen for the second half of 2022 and sorry it didn't happen for the second half of 2021 and 2022 but i i would need to go i need to go to data and see if the data on december 31st is is artificially low and now we get it it's new year's day and a lot of people are spending time celebrating instead of playing eve like you know permanently alone losers but but that that dip on december 31st does look a bit artificial in terms of Oh, that's not from events. That's from the free Omega week. So how this money supply graph works is that if you log in, you're on it for 
an indeterminate period of time, but we're thinking 90 days is like the is like the guess. So the all the people who got the free week of Omega came back, logged in, and if they haven't been active for like a year or or more, their ISK would disappear off this money supply graph. But if they log in because of the free Omega, their ISK reappears. So that spike is not because of the holiday events. Too big for that. Because it's like over a hundred trillion spike. So you're talking about the you're talking about the money supply right now, or yeah, the the graph shown right now, the money supply. Yeah, this one right here. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not because of events. That's because of the free omega. I got you. So players come back and then maybe they don't play again. So then that's the drop off. Is that what you're saying? So we've been told publicly that the biggest source of drop off money supply is people going AFK. Yeah, and you'll see that during I believe blackout. Yeah, that's Blackout right there. People, Some people quit the game permanently because of Blackout. Okay, I see that, okay. So we actually, if, if you can, Artemis, if you can pull up my, uh, my screen real quick, I can show you something right here. We have, we have, we have someone who's nice enough to, to dump the MER numbers into, the, into Power BI. If you're a business user, you can, you'll know what Power BI is every month. And with that, we can do a little bit of our own analysis without it being too, too difficult. And so what, what we can see from, from that data is that we can see the breakout between the active ISK delta, the faucets, and the sinks over time. That's what, that's what Angry was referring to right now when he was talking about. The active ISK delta is the, 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 the difference in, in, in money supply that we don't see from things and faucets. So if you, look, if you think about the money supply in EVE Online, like all the ISK that is available, you see all these, these faucets, right? The, the bounties and the, the overseer personal effects, all the blue loot, red loot. You see that side of it and you see the, the sinks, which is your, your, your broker fees, your, your sales tax and, and everything that, that goes out of the game. The thing we don't, the, the mystery thing in between is called the, the, the active ISK delta in the monthly economic report. And that comprises two main things. One is, as Angry just said, one is the people becoming active and inactive. So typically after somebody is inactive for three months, then their ISK gets removed from the, this money supply graph. So if, if a lot of people leave the game, then the money supply drops as seen right there exactly if a lot of people come back that were inactive like in in november the, that big spike in november that we saw then that's you know that's uprising that is a that is a an expansion coming in or you know free omega all, all that stuff and so we did see a a, a big spike of of people coming back in in november but then ever since then we've had a negative negative active isk delta again and so if it's not people coming back then it's the second part of what comprises that active isk delta and that is gm actions so that's bots being banned for for example and, and other things that gms could could do to remove accounts from from the game and so interestingly enough in the month after, in, in December, in the month after everyone came back for the expansion and free Omega, we did see a large negative active is delta. And that's, that would be too soon for, for the people leaving again that just came because it would take three months for there is to be removed from that graph again. And so it seems like they had a lot of GM actions, you know, as, as yeah. I would call and, it. And bot, this is not NDA. And I can sort of back that up, which is that CCP right. security is more on the ball than they have been before, and they and we and we could physically see that during the summit. We can't tell you what they do, but we can, we can tell you that um, they are better at chasing down botnets and banning networks than they were before significantly. There's a comment yeah. in chat saying, "I didn't think CCP added ISK from bans from bots on the MER. Is there a way that they filter out?" Like bots being uh, banned and whatnot? No, no, the activist delta, as Odd said, does include GM actions. So that counts. So whenever a ban happens, that happens. Although I have to run. I have an appointment coming up in five minutes that I have to get to. So unfortunately, 
thank you all for having me here. It's been, it's been great. Yeah, thank you, Angry. We appreciate your insight. Brian, we can we can pivot a little bit to Plex for good if you if 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 you if you want. Yeah. It, because th that not only you know is that a, a new thing and you can uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you introduce it, but that also has a, some interesting market impacts that uh, that I'd like to comment as well. Yeah, no, that would be really good. I don't know. Oh yeah, Artemis has it on screen. So there were recent there was a recent earthquake, I believe, in both Syria and Turkey. We do have Eve players over there. I saw them all on Twitter asking CCP for a Plex for Good, and CCP actually said, you know what, you're right. We should do a campaign for this. And so CCP actually launched the Plex for Good campaign. So I think between now slash a few days ago all the way until the 20th, I think is the latest they can go because the folks need the money ASAP. You can contract your Plex to a character in game. I believe Artemis is going to show it. So if you have any spare Plex, maybe you have spare ISK or you're not really playing, feel free to log in, buy some Plex and contract that over. CCP then removes that Plex from the game and then they take the equivalent dollar value. I say dollar, it may not actually be US dollar, it could be any sort of currency. And then they'll send it to those charities. I believe the charities off the top of my head, I know I think it's Doctors Without Borders and then there's one other, I think that's specific to Turkey. But they are highly rated from Charity Navigator, so you can know so you can know there are at least trusted charities at the time of them choosing them. And so CCP, the reason there's such a short turnaround, right, so less than a week, is to try and get those folks the money ASAP because they're currently trying to find survivors, trying to get people safe, get them the supplies they need. So huge devastating issue over in, over in Europe slash Middle East. And so CCP and EVE Online players are once again coming together to try and help. The other thing I want to throw out there, just in case, is scamming is not allowed related to Plex for Good. So do not scam anyone. If you think you've been scammed in Plex for Good, contact CCP and they will probably swing the biggest of hammers on whoever attempts to scam. So definitely feel free to try and do that. Also, this is the only time you could probably do like some weird wonky, hey guys, I'm going to blow up my NYX or give away a AT ship for Plex for Good. This is probably the only time you can do that with any sort of credibility because then you have CCP's backing if you screw up and don't do it because then they will ban you. So if you want some sort of credibility to try and run an event, you can do it and then people will know that you cannot scam them. So that's also a good thing to do too. I, I've been talking with some folks trying to put money together, try and raise funds. So I'm actually really excited to see what comes of it. Definitely. And, you know, typically, you know, it's 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 very hard in, in a situation like this. And obviously, you know, we, we all we all want to help, and it's just, this is this is terrible. But typically, you know, I'm the first one to take real world events and patches and everything, and try to capitalize capitalize from it inside the game. Right? This is obviously I don't have to say this, but it's obviously not one of the situations. And so the first the first thing actually I'm always concerned with when there's a Plex for Good campaign is that I hope nobody is trying to benefit in game by buying up all the Plex beforehand. And that's why I was telling, you know, my community, I was, I was trying to, you know, myself to to get out of the Plex market as you know as, as soon as possible and interestingly one thing we saw and we also discussed in my community is there was even before the announcement came somebody put up around a hundred thousand plex at five million which was a steal at that point in time and if it wasn't for plex for good i would have been you know i would have i would have immediately bought it up and we were wondering where that came from but it seems like and we discussed this earlier in the in the pre-show but it seems like you have a you have a, a speculation on where that would come from come from. Yeah, so I I've always heard that CCP will manipulate the Plex market. So we were talking about band accounts earlier, right? So band accounts mm -hmm. remove ISK from the game, but they also remove assets, skill points, and then Plex if those characters are buying Plex. So from a market perspective, CCP when Plex exists exists as a liability on their books because they eventually will owe someone subscription revenue, right? So they owe folks subscription, they receive that revenue, and they cannot recognize it until it's actually used. Well, if it's just sitting in banned accounts, that just ups CCP's liability. So what they end up doing is, as far as I know, is they'll put it on the market to help maintain the stability of Plex. And they do that because, right, Plex has real dollar value. It affects everything in their game. And they want some way to manipulate it without just, I don't know, inventing it from thin air or, or something like that. So and it, it would it make sense. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, it would make sense if they like, 
if they did this outside of a Plex for Good campaign, then I think a lot of people, especially people like like me that are trade on the market, would would not like the fact that they're that they're that they're in, invisible handing the market there. But in this case, it absolutely totally makes sense. And you know, I because what would happen is you have to think of you know the Plex market through all the events that I've been calling Plex again of the last like six months, where there's a massive sale on the New Eden store, and the only way you can take advantage of it of the reduced Omega, for example, and everything you you need Plex. So these events have spiked the Plex market to it almost being empty on two or three occasions over the last few months. If you do a Plex for Good campaign and the reaction is huge and a lot of people want to convert their ISK to Plex, then immediately people would be buying out the market and the Plex price would rise, which would be a terrible situation in this case because it would just hurt the total amount of money being donated so ccp has no interest in that so i think you're absolutely right it's a great opportunity for them to liquidate some confiscated plex without anybody really being offended by it because this is the one time where everybody wants the market to go one way and that is that is down in in plex even though you might be holding a ton i think in this case it's going to recover anyway the next time they do a massive sale on the new in store yeah and so like i think it's i think it's really good I find it interesting when CCP manipulates the market. I think that's really interesting. But I think it's really good that CCP's like, hey, we have all this confiscated Plex. Instead of just like, teehee, it's all of ours now, they throw it back on the market to try and, you know, encourage players to, you know, buy it out, spend their money to then send it as a Plex for good. So I, I'm really excited to see kind of like the results of this Plex for good campaign. I I have, I don't know how, I have a lot of Plex on my account. I think it actually comes from CCP. So I'm just going to like turn around and just give it back to CCP in hopes that they, to have them donate it and whatnot. So I'm I'm excited to see, to see what the players can do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm, it's good to see that the Plex price is holding, Artemis is showing it here in the background. It's, it's holding, you know, around five five million, which, you know, Interestingly enough, that 100,000 Plex offer that that I was mentioning earlier, it was it was gone about I think 30 minutes later. So I'm just hoping somebody bought it up for for donating it. But you know, we'll 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 never know. I guess CCP knows in the background, and I guess if if the if the price would take off too much, maybe maybe they might jump in again. But yeah, somebody is selling Plex cheap in Amar apparently. Yeah, it and looks then- like on the screen. So before this Plex for Good campaign, I had kind of seen, I don't know if I want to say rumors or gossip, but like it was kind of like all through my EVE Online discords, people kind of talk about, dang, Plex is so high. Do you want to talk a bit about that at all, Oz? Sure. I mean, I think if, if you, you, you touched on this earlier about, you know, what, what is Plex to CCP anyway in an economic sense? So doesn't really like I, I, I know people like to say this but they don't really benefit from a very high plex price there's also a lot of downsides for ccp when when plex prices are very high so they're not actively driving it up what active what did drive it up of course was the big subscription uh, price change of last may i think it was what if you're making subscription cost the same amount of plex but you increase the dollar value attached to it what you're going to do in the end is you're going to drive up the plex price and that's exactly what has happened what ccp tried to do or did to mitigate that is just massive sales and that's those those plex again sales that that i was mentioning so they they re- at one point in september some of you might remember they reduced the cost to subscribe from 500 plex to 300 plex which you know again that's a great offer because it makes it cheaper for people to subscribe but on the other hand that is going to massively drive up the cost of plex again because everybody needs plex to to take advantage of of this offer so the reason that we've seen plex prices spike so much but rise over the over the mid trend i would say is is that we, we're we're having an increased subprice. We're not necessarily, with with the exception for the uptick we saw in the in the November expansion uprising, we we didn't see a lot of 
a huge influx of new players. And the influx of new players is typically what you need to also, because they are, they are prone to, to buying Plex, to supplying more Plex into the market. That or large wars where people are need ISK quickly, right? So they, they buy a large amount of Plex. And when you don't have Plex being bought from new players or from veterans for various reasons, then you just don't have the Plex supply resupplied quick enough for these offers to not every time spike the market and make it rise in the long, long term. I think, I think 5 million is... Is, is, a, is a fair price right now, what, what, what it is right in terms of the economic forces that we're seeing in EVE Online, 5 million is a, is a price to be, to be expected. And I don't see any reasons why the Plex price should be dropping a lot in the near future. The reason that I said a few months ago and a few weeks ago, and again, this was before Plex for Good was even, this was before the earthquake even happened. I was telling people to invest in Plex for the simple reason that I think that CCP is going to continue to drop these sales, these massive sales. And so if you have some cash, some ISK cash on hand, and you put that into Plex, it's really easy to just wait for these sales to happen. Plex typically spikes, you can liquidate your Plex, you can make a profit on the side, and then wait for it to drop off again after the sale and then rebuy in. And that's, that's actually a typical market move that I recommend to people doing right now, because I think that in the long run, it's not going to drop below 5 million. So unless something massive changes, and that is why I, I, I think that's a, a, a fairly, you know, fairly safe, safe bet, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I feel like when people talk about the economy, you always have to talk about Plex and what does that mean and how all these things that affect Plex, right? Because I feel like everything else in the game like right ships and ore and minerals like all that stuff's affected by in-game things whereas plex is affected by so much yeah so artemis is showing eve marketeer or eve marketer i don't know you can i mean you're you're absolutely right about the 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 impact with with plex it's it's not like trading other things in in game like plex is it's about a third of the total trade revenue that we're seeing in the game. It's, it's by far the most massive item that is being traded, right? And so if you, if unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, you can make massive amounts of and profit by, by trading in, in Plex, but it's so massively risky because you never know what is going to happen because Plex is governed by real life events as we're seeing now plex is governed by these sales plex is also governed by new content being dropped right and and by by players coming back into the game by by wars being fought so it's it's a much more meta investment into the the plex market and uh, and i know a lot of people a lot of people tend to you know berate me or others other traders for investing into plex and trying to monetize plex but it's it's also part of the game right? I mean, I think when everyone goes to like, what do you call it? Like take a break from the game. A lot of, a lot of times they just liquidate all their ISK to, uh, to Plex, right? Because in theory, like ISK can lose its value rather easily, whereas Plex will always have value. So even if you come back and you don't have a lot of ISK, you can use that Plex then to either get the ISK or you can just at least have a sub. Yes. Yeah. The only way, the only way that in the long run, Plex would lose its value is if if nobody wanted to buy plex and that would mean just people aren't interested in the game but in that case you're probably not returning to the game anyway because nobody's interested in the game or if so if if you yeah that's the that's the only way that 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 the plex value would, would massively drop or if they drop the the sub price back down from like 20 to 10 euros which i mean that's also never going to happen because it was very hard for them to push through this change from 10 or from 15 to 20 dollars at least for the at the one one month price so i don't see them ever going back they're going to do these sales on the side but they're not going to drop back down so yeah i i still think that it's a it's a fairly safe and inflation proof in investment yeah so there's, sorry there's a lot of chatter in the twitch chat i've been trying to look at a lot of folks are talking about Plex and investment. Someone said to invest in supers because they're not getting any cheaper. 
And then they started talking about mining, which I mean, mining's on the MER. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but yeah, Plex, I was fine. Yeah. I mean, so maybe not mining. The one thing I'm curious about. So we had the uprising event. Um, we had yeah. new faction warfare. Has the MER reflected more activity in faction warfare and more people? Yeah, in absolutely. Warfare? Artemis, if you go to the first, the first graph and I go to the first, this one, yeah, the production versus destruction graph. Exactly. This one. So this graph is great, by the way, also something that CCP estimate introduced after that, because we can, we can see here destruction versus mining versus production, and also how that is developing in each region of space. So in, in wormhole space, no, no sec and high sec, so, and low sec. And so if you see that graph there, Rain, September, or you know that in the lines between September and January is is, is the the November expansion, and you see that mining, or let's start with production. Production increased a ton around that time, and that's not only the the expansion. So the expansion introduced new ships, which everybody wanted to build and fly. So that's that is one part of it, but this is also a thirty day moving average market price. So the, an, an increasing price in items also increases this graph. So we actually saw moon materials that had been slumping because nobody had been building anything in the tier two space, or at least not profitably. We, we saw th those prices spike as well because people were coming back, people were buying stuff, people were trying to build stuff. And so all of that compounded, you saw a massive, like I would say about 30% increase in production. And it's been, held, it's been holding fine. So. We saw that increase from uprising, and it's still going, and it's you know it's it, it's it's good, it's fine. If you're talking destruction, we are actually we didn't see that huge initial push because it's not like we're in, we're introducing new ships and everybody starts building them. We are seeing construct destruction continuously in, increasing since the since the uh, since uprising dropped, and that I think a lot of that is faction warfare. Yeah, you also have a nosec war being fought. If you look on the right there, you can see that a lot of destruction, exactly, Artemis, a lot of the destruction is happening in Nullsec. So, you know, that's, that's, that's part of it. But I think that's all contributing. And then and, and a steadily increasing destruction line is just good for everyone. Right? I mean, there's, just, there's just nobody in EVE Online that doesn't like a continuously increasing destruction line because that's great for traders and industrialists. And, 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 and it looks like people are having fun, right? And so mining, mining also increased similarly, similarly to the, similarly to the destruction graph. Yeah, we're seeing whole space had been increasing in, in, in mining that, that's that, 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 that sweet gas being, being mined there, but it's clearly, it clearly didn't increase as quick as the production graph up there. And so even considering the fact that you know we we from this graph we can't really see what the impact of rising prices was on each of them specifically still the fact that mining is not increasing as quickly as production means typically and it does we don't see that here but you can trust me on that it has been rising prices on raw materials on moon materials on minerals and so without that mining graph increasing as dramatically we'll see we will see rising prices and we have seen rising prices which i love as a trader i love seeing rising prices it's not great for the end consumer which is your average player i guess although everyone plays their role right yeah does that also mean right so i'm thinking back when people were mining moons getting all this like pi etc but they weren't able to really use it to build anything does that mean people are maybe using their stockpiles and whatnot and which is good for the game too, right? You don't want people just sitting on mass amounts of unused resources. Abs absolutely. So there was, there was a time six months ago when, for example, moon materials, they were almost worthless. I mean, nobody wanted to mine them, at least most of them, because they were just so, they were just so low on the price level. That has changed. I mean, moon, moon materials on average over the past, since Uprising dropped and since we saw some of those material changes in in november their price has increased like 20 30 percent and this is this is slowly this is slowly taking a chunk out of the stockpiles that everybody was building up and so for the last 
So for the year before November, I at any point in time, I hold about a trillion worth of moon material just because I have a large you know, investment fund and I, gotta, I have to put that money somewhere. So moon materials is a big part of the economy. So I'm holding it a lot. For a year, I couldn't interest anyone in that stockpile. And now I have people writing to me every couple of days saying, hey, we need more moon materials. You know, can we, can we buy them? And so that alone shows me that, yes, not everyone has huge stockpiles anymore. We're actually seeing stuff being built and moon materials are, have, a, have a worth again. And it's, it's similar with, with minerals. We've, we've seen specifically isogen and megasite spiking in price over the last over the last weeks and months so it's not just moon materials that are that are that are actually you know being reduced in stockpile which is good because i mean you don't i mean you know low prices aren't always great right low prices are good for maybe people that are blowing up a lot of ships but you have to think of the miners as well so some people just like to mine and if if they're if what they're mining is worthless whether it's moon materials or or, or basic minerals or, or gas, then their activity is not profitable either. And EVE is at its best when every part of the value chain is making money. And I think that we can all agree to that. So I like, you know, if, if people can have a way of making ISK in the way, in the play style that they like to play in, then that is EVE at its best. Yeah, it's also I think just healthy overall, right? Because if you have every everyone involved, like actually making like getting a profit of what they're doing in some way, shape, or form, then like ideally you have all areas of space being used, right? Because what you don't want is I don't know like high sec mining to be not be profitable, then everyone leaves high sec mining, and then when it's needed again, nobody wants to do it because like no, last time I did it wasn't worth it. Blah blah blah. Kind of like. I was going to say, kind of like we saw with Poshman, where everyone left, and now we don't know if a lot of people are going back, right? It's not, it's not overall good. I mean, one, and it's, and it's clear that CCP has, has understood at least part of that is because they, they have been trying to relieve some of the, the bottlenecks in, in minerals. Like, let's, if you're looking, looking at isogen specifically, you know, they, they try to release, you know, more 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 specific asteroid types everything but it's we're just not not there yet so i i think you know there there are still some bottlenecks in the industry in industry that are not being relieved quickly enough i mean isogen as an just as an example i think ccp is very trying very hard to get i think miners into low sec and miners i think are just saying it's too risky uh, overall you know other people can talk about that better, but it, the numbers is that's what the numbers are saying. It's we need, we really need a, a re- relief on on isogen prices because I think it's holding it's holding back some of the the massive construction that could be that could be going on, but it's not. Yeah, for sure. So I know we're almost at the top of the hour. My cat says hello. It's very hard to see my screen, but so so with the MER, was there? I would say like when you're when we're going into February, is there anything you're going to try and pay attention to thinking with the economy in the next MER? I know we already talked about Plex a ton, but is there anything maybe that we didn't see any movement on this this time around that you were that you would have expected? I think a fix of the import export numbers in Potsdam is one thing, then sleeper sleeper loot, you know, it's at a it's a massive massive level like are are wormholes going to continue to be uh, outputting that much, that much, that much money, and that like it's it's at a, at a at a at a huge level. So can't wait to see where it's going. Those are those are I think two 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 of the biggest ones. And then next month is actually one of the very interesting things that is happening next month is the active ISK delta. So if you think about everyone coming back in November and injecting the ISK that they brought back into the game into the money supply, if those people logged in once and then immediately left again then three months later you would see that effect and that's very interesting because we want to know if they're sticking around and we will be able to see that in the next mer at least some of it yeah so it's kind of expected to see at least a large decrease decrease increase in the delta whatever yeah. whatever that the negative, word for that negative is delta. <laughs> negative delta that's the word yeah 
so I know I know we're kind of coming to the end. I'm going to pause there. I know I've been asking tons of questions. Artemis, did you have anything on your mind? I did not know, other than to say Oz does shows like this every week. So if you're enjoying this content, go check out their YouTube channel. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, every Saturday evening, Eve time, so European time, I, uh, I have a, a market chat show. About two hours we talk about not only MER, but, you know, trading the markets, the kind of stuff we talked about today. And right now, specifically last week, I started a new zero to Omega challenge. Yeah, what you have on stream right there. This, you know, people like to say that it's impossible to trade as an, as an alpha. And every once in a while, I need some excitement in my life. And so I start a very fresh alpha account and I station traded as quickly as possible to Omega which is you know really difficult because you only have 17 orders per character and your your fees are horrendous you pay like 10 percent fees on every trade so it's very difficult but i like doing it anyway and i sh and i show it on i do it live on twitch in the evenings and then i show it also on youtube so if you go to youtube.com slash you can look at some of those episodes we're in the first week so it's 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 fun Fun stuff. How how much time, like game time, are you spending playing? This this challenge is specifically designed for to being done with thirty minutes or less a day. Because I, as it is, I don't I don't I don't have any time. I have you know two kids and a job. I I've been playing this game for a long time. But you know, also I I don't want people to to do this sort of stuff full-time really because it's it's more fun if you if you actually experience other parts of eve but you can do this to maybe i can help you get an account to omega i can make you help you make some money on the side so this is designed to be very very lean on time and uh, i show you know which tools to use which strategies to use i did the same challenge about two two to three years ago and i it's also out there on youtube and there, I, 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 actually, I was actually able to do it in one month, right? In one month, I went from, from zero to, to plexing the account. Now, the plex price, you know, and that's, that's a good callback to our discussion earlier. The plex price is so high that, that funding Omega with just this is just going to be that much more difficult. So I anticipate that this might take me two or three months. I'm, I'm curious to see your results because I've seen a lot of people do like a alpha to Omega challenge, but usually they're out in space, like doing some yeah. sort of PVE. So you sit, staying in a station where, you know, that, that would be like what somebody could do while they're, you know, I don't know, working from home or whatever it would be interesting. To exactly. See. You just go on, you know, it's, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying do it in home office, but do it in home office. <laughs> you just update your orders um, once a day on, on the three alpha characters. And that's, that's, that's all I'm doing. And you're exactly right, Rain. People, people always, you know, log on to the Twitch and they're like, yeah, well, why don't you just run a Bissels for an hour? You would be making more money. And I was like, exactly, yes, but completely different challenge because then I would have to A, teach you how to do a Bissels and B, you would actually have to actively do something in space. And this is something for the, you know, for the, for the dads, the moms, the, the busy people, the home office workers that maybe just want to log in once a day, update orders, and then have some fun not only making ISK, but also you get to know EVE Online very well by getting to know the items that people trade in and the items that people fly. You know, why are people buying Abyssal filaments? Why are people, why, why do people like, you know, compact multispectrum energized membranes as you have on the screen right here? So it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, it, 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 it draws out a lot of questions from, from, from trading newbies and just fun stuff overall. Yeah, no, thank you. That was super informative. I'm gonna have to check that out sometime. Although I'm really bad at making money. I just like, I do none of this. It's easier for me just to buy a Plex and sell it. <laughs> That's yeah. one way. Yeah. So we're at, kind of at the end. So winding down, do you have any shout outs? I know we've given a shout out to your YouTube and your Twitch. Do you have any other things you want to shout out or things you want to kind of, I don't know, friends back home or something like that? No, all good. Come, come you know come see see my stream on on, on saturdays and uh, i have a dis my discord has around like six thousand people in it which is a lot of trading trading nerds and 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 other people in the eve community so you know if you go to my my twitch or my youtube then there's a link to the discord so if you want to discuss trading come come there there's a lot of people 
that a lot of third party developers that do trading stuff that hang out there as well so if you you know want to give them feedback on their tools and everything that's a good place for that that's good to know thank you you can so shout out actually shout out shout out to the third party developers in eve online because they're there's a lot of legends out there that that do a lot of great stuff you know like like adam adam for eve you for example great great place yeah thank you they they're like god tier amongst i feel like i don't understand economy stuff but i understand that way more than third-party development so but yeah so sorry my cat says goodbye everyone but yeah so with that we will end the show so this will be going up on youtube for those who just joined or are wait, missing can i can i give a oh, shout wait, out yeah. from the yeah board? artemis yeah Lovely. the choice of being on staff is i get to pick when i talk about random vrs that no one cares about so we had a fight yesterday literally last night and i was there and it was a lot of fun shout out specifically to arcia for fcing a lot of the fight because our other main fcs kept getting headshot but there's a, a civil war if you will going on between tissue and the rest of gal mill and of course mimitar militia is coming in to assist glente militia so tissue has declared a high sec war deck versus some of the members of glente militia and we're trying to kill the Astra House that's a War HQ. So Tissue is coming out with their high SP, high value Varger fleets. Previously, they were all like Dead Space Fit, A-type reps, A-type Enams, etc. And we are trying to work with lots of low skill point pilots who often can't even fly battleships. So this last brawl was literally multiple waves of a ball of typhoons, zero logi, versus a ball of buffer fit vargers, also with zero logi, just seeing who could kill the other one faster. And it was an amazing time. It's probably going to happen again next week. That is awesome. Yeah, we haven't talked about a VR, I think, in a couple of weeks, so that's amazing. Alrighty, so, so with that, pay attention to Faction Warfare Space, pay attention to the market, and we will see everybody, I believe, next week. So take care, team.